Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Wherever we are, God, listening and viewing this tonight, we just bless your name, Father, and we do it together. We do it as family. We are your people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because you're such a perfect head of this body, your body. Father, I glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit tonight. We lift up the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you for your plan and your promises and your perfection, your foresight and your wisdom. Jesus, thank you for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your leading and your guidance. Thank you for leading us into all truth. We thank you for your word tonight, Father, and we thank you for a good time in your presence, and we thank you because your people are gathered here. A few of us here, but the bulk of us tonight, Facebook Live or YouTube, the places we're streaming to, but Lord, we are gathering, and we gather in the name of Jesus. And we know your promises are, your promise is, where two or three are gathered in your name, Jesus, there you are in the midst of them. We thank you tonight. I break every distraction, every lie from the enemy, every spirit of fear, witchcraft, or de um, uh, a deception, anything trying to mislead us, Lord, that the veils would be removed from our eyes so we could see clearly, Lord. Take the spiritual earplugs out of our ears so we could hear clearly. And Lord, give us hearts to understand your word tonight. We thank you, Father, and we thank you for your leading, and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, well, it's good to be with you again. It's an honor to be hanging out with you, even if it's on Facebook Live or on YouTube. And if you're hearing this message later on, just the audio, you are welcome as well. Tonight, I want to see if anybody has good news. I want to start with that. Have any good news? And while you're thinking about good news or you're taking a moment to respond to that, I have a question for you. Three choices out in the desert, this desert anyway. What's your preference? Rain, snow, or no precipitation? You just want wind and dirt. I don't know if that's the option, but, you know, rain, snow, or you'd just rather there not be any precipitation. So let us know about that as you think about good news tonight, all right? Okay. People that are watching tonight, we have Valeria and Michelle, and Elizabeth Molina is watching, and Elizabeth has some good news. She says that her oldest daughter, Alexandra, graduates from Lovington High on Sunday. Really? Congratulations, Elizabeth. That's excellent. Good to see you ladies with us tonight. Alice Biddle is also watching. Hi, Alice. John says rain. Um, Sammy says rain. Michelle says rain and snow. Vali says rain. Most people are saying rain. Uh huh. What do you like? I like rain, snow, but I, I, I think my favorite is rain. I do. I've never thought about that. I like rain maybe more than snow. It's close, but I, around here I like the rain. Hi, Yoli. Hi, Monica. We've got Brittany. We've got Alondra. Hi, everybody. Good to have y'all with us. Vanessa's watching. And then we have one more vote for rain from Maria. 
Oh, cool. All right. Hi, Vanessa. Good to have you tonight. John says that his good news, good news is that he made beef burgers successfully for the first time. Beef burgers, a good choice. Nice, strong red meat to keep you fit. Tony, rain or snow or just dry? Really? It came from Oklahoma, a lot of rain over there. Humid, a lot of mosquitoes and stuff like that. Dry, all right. I think, I hate to speak for Ariana tonight, but I think Adi likes it dry. I think she just likes the desert, so that's cool. Jorge, how about what, rain, snow, or just dry? Snow, good answer. But, of course, Jorge was born in Denver, right? So he's going to like snow from the Mile High City. Any other good news? Mom, rain, snow, or snow. All right. <laughs> a wave back. All right. So tonight, doing something different. We've been in Psalms since the beginning of the year, and it's, it's May already. It's hard to even imagine that. We've been in Psalms since the beginning of the year. But I want to take you tonight to the first chapter of Colossians. These are the epistles. And what the epistles are in the New Testament, see you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. All right. Um, New, like New Testament history books, the Gospels are in there, and then the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. And you start off with Romans, and going into the rest of the New Testament, there, there are epistles, there are letters to the churches. So the epistles are letters to believers, all right? This is especially pertinent for you as a believer. So Colossians chapter 1, and tonight I'm going to read verse 9 through 14, and we'll be led beyond that. I'm going to read 9 through 14 for sure, and then we're going to comment on that, talk about it. If you have any questions tonight, feel free to ask them, even while I am ministering the Word, okay? For those of you on Facebook Live, all right? So any questions, feel free to ask them, all right? They, the folks in here will get my attention. I want to read you this, and this is a prayer, all right? Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Scripture explains Scripture. Scripture elaborates on Scripture. Scripture confirms Scripture. Another verse uh, in the epistle says, Pray without ceasing. So keep praying at all times. All right? We've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you what? Complete knowledge of His will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good what? fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Verse 11, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. Now this is a prayer once again. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Now I'm going to do something a little different here. I'm going to read back through these verses as Valeria puts them up on the screen. I'm going to read through here. And I'm going to make it a prayer personally. All right? This is something powerful that Kenneth Hagin used to do, a great man of God, a great teacher of God's word, one of the powerful men of the fivefold ministry. Great, great man of God. He would pray this over himself and over his life. This prayer from Colossians and also another prayer from Ephesians. So I'm going to pray this prayer tonight. 
and you just insert yourself in this prayer as well, all right? So, saying there, we ask God to give you what? Complete knowledge of his will. Say that. Say, God, I ask you to give me complete knowledge of your will and to give me, Lord, spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 10. Then the way I live will always honor and please the Lord, and my life will produce every kind of good fruit. Is that a powerful confession? All the while, I will grow as I learn to know God better and better. This needs to be your prayer as a believer. Verse 11. I also pray that I will be strengthened with all His glorious power, so I will have the endurance and patience I need. May I be filled with joy, always thanking, thanking the Father. He has enabled or empowered me to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued me from the kingdom of darkness and transferred me into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased my freedom and forgave my sins. What a great prayer. So once again, those of you tuning in on Facebook Live tonight, you have any questions at all, hit us up. All right? Questions need to be related to the scripture we're discussing. All right? So... I want to read through some things here that I wrote down, and they're different points in just verses 9 through 14. All right? The first thing I noticed, you can, we can go back to verse 9. If you have your Bible out, you can go ahead and go to that. This is important. It says, we ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will. Now, I don't know if you understand the importance of this, and I think many of you do. But maybe there's some folks who don't, and that is the importance of God's will. I don't ever want to over-spiritualize that, but at the same time, it'd be really hard to over-spiritualize God's will, especially with important decisions in your life. I believe my wife and I are God's will for each other. All right? I do. I believe we were God's will for each other. I believe we were God's best for each other. And we've, we've had a great marriage thus far. We're, we're going on 14 years of marriage this September. So we're about 13 and a half years married. God's will and things like that. I believe God's will is important for what vehicle you pick. I really do. You say, man, I'm just going to go out and do stuff. You know what? I believe we should always consult God on stuff. Now, sometimes, you know, there, there's folks say, man, is it God's will for me to go get lunch today? Well, mm, that may be stretching a little bit. That's just my personal opinion. I believe God's will is for major things in our lives. A home that you buy, a vehicle, um, if you're not married, who you're dating, um, if you're about to make a big purchase, about to make an investment, um, different things in life. I really think we need to know God's will. Now beyond that, this is, this is the most important thing, is God's will for us spiritually. God's will is found in the Old and New Testaments of His Word. Okay, Now Scripture says, even though God's will is found in both, seed testament is another word for God's for will. You've heard the saying, last will and testament. Well, God's will is found in the Old and New Testaments. Now, the New Testament, according to Scripture, is a better covenant based on better promises. So you as a believer, you find God's will in the New Testament. Now, at the same time, you need to understand the Old Testament. Don't freak yourself out, but I do believe it's God's will that you understand historically the people of Israel and you know, the, you know about the books of the law, at least being familiar with them. Why? Because the law always points to Jesus, the Redeemer, Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the Messiah. So you need to have an understanding of the Old Testament so that you'll really appreciate the New, New Testament and the covenant you have with God now. So his will is of utmost importance. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will. Now, number two, here's something else I noticed. 
knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom. All right? Spiritual wisdom. Now, what is spiritual wisdom? I believe spiritual wisdom is not only wisdom in spiritual things, but I also believe that it means that you'll be very spiritual in the wisdom you apply in your life. That's what I believe. Okay? Wisdom for spiritual things and spiritual, spiritually speaking, you have wisdom for things in life. All right? Say, where can I get all that? Well, the instruction manual always has the answer. It does. You say, man, what about specifics? What about this? What about investments? It's really in there, and you need to seek God about it. God's Word talks about tithing and giving, talks about relationships, talks about relationships with people, relationships with Him, how you relate to others. You ever even just read through the Ten Commandments? It talks about how to deal with others and how to deal with God. It's real simple. And then you get into the New Testament, it's even further simplified as, I need to love God, so if I love God with all my heart and soul and strength and might and my, all of my will, I'm going to honor Him. And if I love others, then I'm not going to lie to them, I'm not going to cheat, I'm not going to covet, I'm not going to commit adultery, just different things. All right. So it's all simplified in this. Here's some spiritual wisdom for you. is fearing God. Scripture says, and the Old Testament says it a few times, that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because if you fear God, you respect Him, you honor Him, you reverence Him. There's a lot of things you wouldn't do, and there's a lot of things you would do, all right, in honoring God. So spiritual wisdom, and then look at this one. How about this? Understanding. Now that can be part of the spiritual wisdom, but spiritual wisdom and understanding. Have you, even as a believer, ever just felt confused? That's not God's will for you. Say, I'm confused. I remember growing up, those of you that know my dad, you know that he's a, he's a combat veteran, but he's just also a hardcore word man, a faith man, hardcore. And I heard dad telling people growing up, hey, you're not confused, you just don't want to obey God. I got someone in here smiling right now because they've heard pastors say that before. Say, hey, brother, you're not confused, you're disobedient. <gasps> Many times we bring confusion on ourselves when we've not stayed in God's word. I encourage you through this season, stay in God's word like never before. Stay in his word. Stay in his word and stay in prayer. The two basic things. For example, what's, what's some basic things about, I don't know. What are some basic things that we need to know about shopping? Ladies, what, what's that? Don't steal. That, that's a really good place to start. You're going to go shopping, take money with you. Uh, don't steal. What else? Give me some other common sense stuff about shopping. Don't overdo it. Stay in budget. That ties in. All right. Ha! Shopping for clothes now. Know what looks good on you. I'm still figuring that out in my mid, almost my mid-40s. What else? Some other basics of shopping. Even grocery shopping. What are some basics? <laughs> Do not go, this, this is the wisdom of God, don't go shopping for groceries when you're hungry. Yes, ma'am. Jonathan says um, to know what you want before you go to the store. Elizabeth says to make sure you have a budget, and Elaine says you've got to have money. These are all wise things, basics. Uh, Johnny says don't take too long. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny says don't take too long? Uh, can, I, I want to explore that with you, Johnny. I don't want to explore that with him? Okay, I think that's great. Okay. Elaine says, by the way, season your shopping <laughs> Don't take <store."> too long. 
Elizabeth says, have a list and stick to it. Have a list. You ever just, let, let's just, let's put together some of the things that have just now. You ever gone to the store hungry and without a list? Proverbs, per, uh, uh, Proverbs, it, it says that it, it, it uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Proverbs spiritualizes and also personifies wisdom as a woman crying out in the streets. Don't, everybody should be able to hear the woman crying out in the streets. Don't go to the store hungry and without a list. <laughs> back uh, Yoli says, find out if <laughs> Jonathan says, don't take your husband. That's like hunting with the game warden. I agree with that. Har, har, har. Yeah, we've, I've gone shopping with my wife. She's getting stuff, and I'm all, I'm all, you already have that in blue. Why do you need that in white? I'm all, what, did, do, do, we have, do we have enough for that? Is that really on sale? She's like, why don't you go do something else, right? Don't go shopping with your husband, ladies. It's like hunting with the game warden. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me weigh that before you shoot it. <laughs> so some practical, real-life, common-sense wisdom there. Now, here's the point I'm making. You guys just gave some great answers at Facebook Live and in this room. Some great answers about uh, shopping advice. Okay. Really pra practical stuff. Now, here's some real practical advice as a believer. You call yourself a believer. Here's three things you need to do right now. I'm going to simplify. Three things. Pray. Read the Word. Go to church. My whole life I've heard people get real spiritual, and they go, and I'm being a little sarcastic. He said, I don't, I don't need to go to church. I can have church at home. In the words of my dad, you're not. You're not, okay? You're just not. You're not having church at home. And, and the folks say, well, you know, um, Jensen, they live in Hobbs, and they go, Jensen Franklin is my pastor. Really? Ask him to do a wedding for you. Ask Jensen Franklin to do a funeral for you. Ask Jensen Franklin to come pray for you when you're sick. They say, uh, no, those people, that's the congregation I, I fit in with. Really, that's not a real human connection. Now, along those lines, let me go ahead and say this now. Based upon the governor's new orders, I want to go ahead and announce this for the first time. We will be meeting in person for service next Wednesday night. The order's changed. I can't speak uh, to, toward anything else, but next Wednesday night, you want to be in church with us, you show up. And that's up to you. No pressure, but I'll be here. I know I've been here the whole time, but you can show up next Wednesday night. 6.05 p.m., all right? Be here early. Just be here early, all right? Pray, read your Bible, go to church. Real basic, right? How about football? What are some basics of football? You better learn how to tackle. You better learn how to catch. You better learn how to block. There's basics for lots of other things, but it's crazy how we get conventional wisdom sometimes. I say conv conventional just practical, common sense wisdom, and we throw it out the window when it comes to being a believer, no? When you're a believer, you've got you've to be able to do the basics, all right? And part of spiritual wisdom and understanding is, I know that I need to get into God's Word to find His will. Folks go, but the, the name of my future wife isn't in there. The name of my future husband isn't in there. Yeah, but God will give you wisdom on recognizing Him when you meet Him, all right? God will give you wisdom be at the right place at the right time. All right? Spiritual wisdom and understanding. Let's look at number four here that I found. 
in, the, in verses 9 through 14, and that is your life. Verse 10 says, Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Your life slash lifestyle. That's important. That's really important. All right? Here's what you need to know about your lifestyle. Does your lifestyle glorify God? Does your lifestyle point people to Jesus? You as a believer, are you an example? You as a believer, part of being an example is, this is, this is church speak for folks who've been in the Lord a while, do you have a good testimony? Say, what's a good testimony? Well, do you have a, are you keeping a good reputation? Others may say, well, I had a bad reputation before. Hey, that's, that's then, this is now. All right? That's sin. All that's under the blood, and now you may need to build some trust with folks and people around you, but now it's time for a good reputation. I grew up hearing in denominational circles, okay, church is church and business is business. No. No. Scripture says God is, a li- is the living God. He is the living God. And if he's alive and he's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere, and he's omnipotent, which means all-powerful, and if he's omniscient, which is all-knowing, then you need to act right everywhere, right? See, because some folks, man, I don't know why I'm going into this tonight, but some folks have a public life, a private life, and then a secret life, all right? Make sure what you're even doing in secret honors and glorifies God, all right? And that's for somebody. Maybe, maybe not on Facebook Live right now. Maybe it's going to be for somebody listening to this audio message later. I don't know. Somebody on YouTube. But your, your life should honor God in public, in private, and in secret, all right? Public, private, and secret. That's your life. Now think about that for a minute. Just take a moment and say, what, how else should my life honor and glorify God. I love this verse 10. Then the way you live will always, if you know God's will, right, and you want to obey his will, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, oh man, I, I'm not going to get into that yet. Let me, let me back up to good fruit. I think I talk about this every May. We have a tree in our yard, and it is a mulberry tree. <laughs> mulberry. You familiar with mulberries? They, they're, like, they're like blackberries. It is the biggest mess on God's green earth, or this part of the country, God's yellow earth, whatever color this earth is. It's a mess, and we have a, it's crazy. We moved into the house, and I saw this big shade tree, and I knew right away what kind of tree it was, because it looks, these trees look like good treehouse trees. They're sturdy, they're beautiful, they have real green, shiny leaves. We moved into the house in 2011, I thought, oh, what a beautiful tree. Well, guess what? After living there and being blessed and being fruitful in this way and God's just blessing the work of our hands there, summer of 2014, I'll never forget, it starts producing mulberries. I went, baby, I've never seen an actual fruitful mulberry tree. I've always seen fruitless. And then I started figuring out, this is going to seem a little gross to some of y'all, but I started figuring out why, growing up, I saw bird poop and it was purple. They were eating mulberries from fruitful mulberry trees. Well, we have a tree in our yard, and it's a very fruitful mulberry tree. My lovely wife just bought me a wheelbarrow this past weekend, and the wheelbarrow's big, 
And I've filled up the wheelbarrow three times on three separate occasions already since Saturday. Are you still with me? We're going to talk about fruitful. Since Saturday with mulberries. Okay? And now, as of today, and today was the third time I was raking and shoveling and raking and shoveling. I looked it back out before church, and it looks like I, didn't do, I hadn't done anything. Three wheelbarrows full. That's what you call fruitful. That's what you call fruitful. Okay, there's, there's your living example. And here's another living example. Just don't plant a fruitful mulberry tree, okay? I'm not recommending anybody cut those down, but <sighs> that's all I have to say about that, I guess. But li- here's the deal. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce, as verse 10, every kind of of good fruit. I believe, once again, Scripture explains Scripture. I don't even have to believe that. It's just true, but I do believe it. What's, what's some good fruit that your life should produce? Love, joy, peace, patience, patience, kindness, right? The fruit of the Spirit. Good fruit. How about this? How about being fruitful at the job? How about being fruitful in, in telling people about Jesus and helping someone come to the saving knowledge of Jesus? There's different ways you can be fruitful, all right? Now let's get into number five now. We're talking about your life and your lifestyle. Now number five is growth. All the while, this is the last part of verse 10, all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Did you know there's some people that I know right now, I don't hang out with them, I love them and I know who they are, but they're almost exactly like they were when I first knew them in in junior high they're still the same people that's troubling to me now i'm not saying that you get saved and your personality just totally alters itself all right i mean you are who you are and god gave you your personality and we're going to celebrate that praise god but some of the immaturities i grew up with it was amazing i'd I'd see people in junior high and then we'd keep growing and growing, and then they, they're still like junior high, and they're still like junior high, and they're still living junior high, petty jealousies. I'll never forget, I believe it was at uh, Jen and Elaine's college graduation, the guest speaker, the commencement speaker, he said, life is not like college at all. He said, I need everybody to know that. He said, life is not like high school. He said, life is like junior high. Such wisdom there. You deal with people, and they're older than you, and you're looking at them, and they have not matured or grown. Why? Because they're not, they're not seeking God like they should and getting into the Word. You, you actually should change in some of these rough areas over the years. You should. There's th- hey, and I'm going to be the first to tell you, there, there's some things that still bother me that, that should not bother me. But at the same time, there's stuff now that does not bother me at all, and it used to. It used to freak me out. It used to fluster me. It used to upset me, and it doesn't bother me anymore. We've got to get to a place where we're growing. All the while you will grow. Somebody say grow. All the while you will grow as you learn. This is powerful. Look how deep this is. As you learn to know God better and better. Know God. You you learn to know God. Years ago, I, I... we adopted that as our motto here at Kingsgate Church, and that's knowing God now, knowing God right now, knowing his will right now, knowing what God has planned right now, knowing God now. Because folks say, yeah, I used to know God. No, knowing him right now, because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but I'm going to make sure my knowledge of him is fresh. 
You see, after I, after I, I got married to my wife, I didn't stop getting to know her. Hmm. After I became friends with certain people, I didn't stop getting to know them. There's times even now amongst folks I would call my friends, I go, oh, really? I mean, you know a lot about them. I go, you like that? That's interesting. You like, I don't know, you like white cheese with habaneros on your nachos? I don't know. Just some, I, I didn't know you liked that. That's interesting. Or you like traveling to locations such as that. Or you, oh, wow, you like the beach. Okay, I didn't know that about you. You keep getting to know someone over the years. I love this verse because it says, all the while you will grow as you what? As you learn to know God better and better. And getting to know the Lord, you will grow by default. Getting to know him, you will grow. And it's not always comfortable. My little niece right now, I think she's growing. <laughs> she seems to be stretching out every week, little Camila. And I, it's uncomfortable for her, but it's also uncomfortable for her parents. I think she's having growth pains. There, some of you in here, you remember when you were a teenager and your legs ached? or Folks had different things, different symptoms of growing. All right? And you remember that. Say, man, I've gone to the gym, man, and I'm getting really strong. Well, there's, there's growth pains. You get sore. Or I'm running a lot now, and I'm, my legs are stronger. Yeah, but there's growth pains. In the same way, as you grow and you learn to know God better and better, it's not always comfortable. Why? Because God goes, hey, I need you to take care of that right now. I need you to deal with that. I've been talking to you about that for a while. Deal with that. Deal with that. You say, oh, man, that's a judgmental thing for you to say, Pastor Matt. No, not really. Did you know even Jesus himself said in the New Living Translation, I believe it's John, is it John chapter 10? I hope that's right. I know he did say this for sure. He said, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. That's a powerful, that's a powerful phrase. Folks throw that word around all the time. Oh, you judge, you judge in this and you judge. Judgment is discerning. Judgment is knowing. And sometimes we make mistakes. I know I was discussing in my Bible study last night with some guys is sometimes we do jump to conclusions. We have a preconceived idea of something, and oh, that's what they're doing, and that, that's what they did. But at the same time, here we go back to fruitfulness and fruit trees and stuff. Scripture says you will know them by their fruit. Well, how about this? Won't you know yourself by your fruit? How you respond to certain things? Lately, I've had a real eye on myself. Just maybe one, maybe both, I don't know. But I've had a real eye on myself, and I've said, huh, why is this frustrating me? Why is this bothering me? Maybe it's as simple as I'm doing it in my own strength. Maybe for you it's as simple as you need to get away from someone you're hanging around with. Okay? You say, man, I, what is this? It, it, it could be a toxic relationship. Or it could be you just simply hadn't come to the altar in a while. Say, man, well, I haven't been able to get into the church. Hey, we'll see you here next Wednesday night. And guess what? I believe we'll see, but I believe prayer is going to be open this this. Uh, this Sunday night at 5 p.m. Dad has mentioned it. We will ver verify that, but I believe prayer is going to be on here Sunday night at 5 p.m. Oh, are you announcing that? Yeah, it's time. It's time to get together and pray, okay? E whether it's at this altar, at your house, but you need to pray. You need to make sure you're doing it, and there's power. There's power when you pray, and there's growth when you pray. Now, tonight, I think I'm going to go ahead and stop there. I've been going in a while, a while and I don't, I don't want to go overboard. But do we have any questions at all that came up during the message tonight? I seriously doubt it. But All right. Any questions in the house? A few of us in here. Any questions about anything I spoke about tonight? Nothing at all. 
I got a smile. I'm like, you ain't getting a question from me, brother man. All right. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Let's pray tonight. Let's agree in faith. Father, we thank you because your word is light. Thank you because your word is a sword. It's double-edged. Thank you because your word is refreshing, clean water. It cleans. Thank you, Lord, because your word is a mirror. It shows us what what needs to be changed or it it brings to light certain things. Say, oh, I didn't notice that before. Your word is a mirror. It shows what's really going on. I thank you for your word. Now, Father, I speak in the name of Jesus to folks that are listening and watching tonight and those that will be listening in the future to the audio version of this. And thank you for the folks in this room with me tonight, those that helped this production come to pass tonight. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone listening to this message right now, and I agree in Jesus' name with them that you're going to speak to them about what's going on. You're going to speak to them. And Lord, I believe... I believe with all of me that there are folks right now listening to my voice. They're hearing your word, though. That's the most important thing. Not my voice, but the things I'm saying and the things I'm saying with my voice, God. And that is the truth of your word. God, there's folks listening right now that they know God has been speaking to them about something. And Lord, it's time that they obey. That's between them and you. But it's time that they obey. Lord, you've been so patient, so kind. You're the God of the second chance and the third chance and the thousandth and the millionth chance. And God, you've been patient with me. Over the years, there's things that I took forever to obey you about. But I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you that you're always working to perfect your people if we'll just give in to you. Say perfect. Yeah, perfect. According to Scripture, it means mature. Perfected means matured. I thank you, Lord, that you are maturing your people if they will just submit their will to you. Thank you for those who tuned in on Facebook Live and YouTube, Father God, tonight, and those in this house. I thank you, Father, that your word will never return to you empty-handed. Your word will always, it will always accomplish what you send it to accomplish. I thank you for that, God. I worship you tonight. I thank you that every attack of the enemy is canceled. And Lord, beyond that, I thank you that you're helping us to renew our minds because more than anything, more than anything, if we'll get our minds renewed according to your word, start thinking the right kinds of things, exchanging our thoughts for your thoughts, God, the enemy will not have a foothold or a stronghold or a place where he can rest himself in our lives, period. If we will allow you to change our thinking through your word. I thank you that you're changing our thinking through your word, Father God. I give you glory. And if there's anyone hearing this message and you've never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of your life, let's do it right now. I want you to repeat with me. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me for my sin. According to your word, if I will confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, I'll be saved. So I confess right now. Go ahead and say it. Say, I confess right now that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe that he rose from the dead. And he conquered sin, death, hell, and the grave. And I accept him into my heart right now by faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your saving grace. Your grace, which empowers and enables us to live right. 
empowers and enables us to do your perfect will. We thank you, Father, for your perfect, perfect will. May it come into being in our lives. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're now saved. According to Ephesians chapter 1, you are accepted in the beloved. And right now, Lord, I thank you that you're moving in our lives, and I thank you for your hand of grace and power and mercy and forgiveness over us. And help us to treat others the way you've treated us, God, with love and forgiveness and mercy. We worship you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So once again, if, you, if you've been missing church, we will see you next Wednesday night at 6.05 p.m. We will also still be on Facebook Live, all right? Don't you worry about it. You say, man, I can't come, or for whatever reason, I'm not able to make it. We're still going to have Facebook Live, all right? We will be streaming live next Wednesday night at right around 6 p.m. We start the service at 6.05 p.m. But if you want to be here in person, once again, we will see you here Wednesday night. Uh, stay tuned for announcements for Sunday service, all right? Stay tuned for announcements. Uh, as far as I know, we're still going to be in the parking lot this Sunday. If that changes, you'll be getting a text or we will update you on Facebook, all right? Now it's time to give, give our offerings. Remember, don't, don't stop giving, even during this season. There's three ways you can give here, and that is you can go to our church office Monday through fr Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and you can give your tithe and offering in person, all right? Or you can go to kingsgatehobs.com, click on the menu, and go to give. Or you can text to give, remember? Those of you still using the old number, if that works for you and it's still working, praise God, that's great. Those new givers, you need to text 45777, all right? And you text the dollar amount you're giving, space, and KGCV, Kingsgate Centro Victoria. Dollar amount, space, KGCV. Most likely, uh, those instructions are on the screens right now for you watching this at home. So do not stop giving. Even through crisis times, you want to give, you want to keep the ancient law moving on your behalf and in your favor, and that is giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you because you said in Luke 6.38, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will men give back unto you according to the measure that you give. You also said in Malachi chapter 3, bring your tithe and offering into the storehouse. And Lord, you said this in your word. You said, prove me now, prove me by giving, and see if I will not open up the heavens and pour out a blessing that you will not have room to receive. God, we've seen that in our lives as a married couple, me and Jen. And Lord, others around us are just being blessed even through this time. They're giving, they're receiving, they're giving, they're receiving. Every chance to we have to give, Lord. We're going to give to your kingdom. We're going to give to others. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to establish your covenant on this earth. And one of the great things of your covenant is giving and receiving the ancient laws, Father God. We thank you for your promises. Thank you for a blessing over those giving. In Jesus' name.